0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
1: This episode of Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends contains references to abuse, addiction, and sexual assault. Listener discretion is advised. Please get in touch with your survivor stories or your thank you letters. You can reach us at contact at whydoothink.com or on Instagram at emily underscore Leng underscore UK or at why do you Think podcast. Hello and welcome to Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends? My name is Emily Lang. I'm an actress, writer, singer, codependent, returnee from rock bottom and a gratefully recovering addict. And this is the podcast where we aim to rid the shame. The highs and lows and deadly blows that ultimately led us to the lessons that we never knew we needed to learn, but are so grateful that we did. So for a very, very long time... I really struggled when it came to the word responsibility, it felt like such an ugly thing, so frustrating and shameful I was constantly being told to take responsibility by people who had zero context or understanding of exactly what had happened to me who were speaking purely from their own experience and not being able to see why just because I wasn't reacting specifically in the way that they would. I wasn't just being pathetic. (laughs) And trust me, the word pathetic has been hurled at me a lot. (laughs) Survivors of trauma are constantly being told to take responsibility for their mental health And it's something that even I myself have said in the past. And it is true. At least I believe it is because ultimately no one else can save us. But I'm starting to think that there is possibly a better way to say it. The thing is with trauma survivors, we already feel responsible for so much and trigger warning for sexual assault and abuse. When I was raped, I blamed myself for years and years. When I was in an abusive relationship, I genuinely thought it was all my fault. We already hold so much guilt and shame and feel so responsible that when we are being told by someone who sat on their serotonin throne to get our shit together and take responsibility, it just feels like a big old solid jab to the windpipe. I really think there needs to be a better way of going about this. When someone who doesn't suffer from ADHD or have any understanding of it tells me that I should be doing better, or tries to give me tips on how they do stuff, I feel a bit like how I imagine I would if a cisgender man told me the best ways to insert a tampon. (laughs) When someone who hasn't had trauma surrounding abuse tells me I'm being pathetic when panicked by a specific trigger, go fuck yourself. Being told I'm very, too sensitive, yep, I am but you might be, too, with the same experiences. That kind of language and attitude is extremely damaging and shaming. We're told over and over to get better and to take responsibility, and it is so horribly frustrating and upsetting. And what makes it even more frustrating and even more upsetting is when we don't know what to make better or what to take responsibility for. And herein lies the topic of today's episode, getting a diagnosis. <laughs> so I am really fucking sick of seeing things on television or on social media about the danger of labels when it comes to mental illness. Of course, it is Anybody's choice as to whether they share their diagnoses with others or not. No one is obliged to do that. I do because I'm done with being told that I shouldn't. And I do honestly sometimes feel like I'm waving a giant flag adorned with middle fingers directing at various individuals. But if I say that I am an addict and I'm judged for it, that's the listener's problem, not mine. That's coming from their own stigma. If I say that I have ADHD and people make assumptions about me, frankly, I just find that a little bit fucking weird. I have heard from a lot of people, most who don't suffer themselves, I will add, that diagnoses and labels are dangerous because it gives people an excuse to just be a bit shit. And I find this so incredibly offensive. Of course, I... I do have a tendency to take everything very very personally so shit like this will always whack my eardrums and ricochet down my spine just a little different because I take it as a direct attack but getting diagnosed was one of the best things that has ever happened to me I understand that for others, it's different. And I will never preach that there is only one good and correct path when it comes to this stuff. I'm not saying that everyone needs a diagnosis to be able to get better. We can each find our own way. But I am also very angry at those who unequivocally and blanket statement claim that they're, (laughs) that, that any kind of diagnosis and label is dangerous. Because it's really shaming, it's a shaming, and if I'm honest, a kind of fairly ignorant outlook. Like I said at the start, we are told so much that we need to take responsibility, and that's how we're gonna get better, and that's how we're gonna recover. I was not able to do that until I was able to understand exactly what it was that I was taking responsibility for and what I was recovering from. I couldn't tell what was coming from me and what was coming from illness. Mainly because I didn't really know I was ill. Once again, this is why a diagnosis was so very fucking helpful. And being screamed at to get my shit together. I kind of, I was left feeling like I was desperately searching the room like a lost toddler and holding out various items and saying, what do you mean this? The whole thing was just guesswork. Being given understanding and clarity has been an incredible gift. For example, my ADHD diagnosis. I find maths incredibly difficult. I always have. And I remember being at school... And starting a maths lesson and the teacher would start talking and then all of a sudden it would be 20 minutes later and we'd be given a worksheet to try and I would not be able to tell you where I had been or what had been happening for the last 20 minutes. And I'd just get into trouble or be told that I was stupid. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, that was ADHD. I lost my phone and found it in the fridge. My thoughts, I'm useless and scatty. Nope. ADHD. I can't work. I keep getting distracted. I don't want it enough and deserve it less. Uh uh, ADHD. There's a lot of noise, a lot of people. I'm having to concentrate hard, hard, hard. I am beginning to leave my body and everything is hitting me at slow motion. I think I'm a shit worker and I'm weak. No, 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 no. Guess what? ADHD. Now I have this understanding. I don't refuse to do stuff because of my ADHD or use it as an excuse, as many people would like to say. I still do the things I need to do, but I put measures in place to help myself out. So there's no more self-hatred and self-flagellation. I can just have a little discussion with myself and go, okay, cool. You're getting a little overstimulated right now because your brain works differently and that's okay. It's actually kind of great because you see and remember shit that other people don't and that's kind of amazing. It's also, it also means that if you stay in situations like this for too long, you're going to have a meltdown. So should we just take a minute and work out what is going to help in this second? cool, let's go. We have wagon wheels in the cupboard for this exact reason. This is my way of taking responsibility. It's gentle and it's kind and it's not dripping in buttery shame and layers of guilt. There's no one jamming it into my arms while yelling, I know you didn't ask for this, but it's yours now. So you better carry it all and make it work. And by the way, the floor is lava. (laughs) The things that have inflicted heavy trauma and pain and have left lasting damage those things were not our fault they really weren't as much as we may feel like they were and our brains will trick us into doing that and when we're being told by others to take responsibility for them and just feel so overwhelmed and so tired and already so responsible it is so upsetting And we feel like failures and so small and so useless and incapable of change because it's all so confusing and heavy and exhausting. So just take a breath, take a big, big breath. No one is in your body or your mind, And if anyone who is not specifically a trained professional is yelling at you and telling you to gather all of your mental shit together, just take a step away from them. It's not helpful. Also, trained professionals will not do that. But tackle things bit by bit. Clarity will come with calm and a lightness of touch. My diagnoses were beyond helpful, beyond words can describe when it came to sorting stuff. But I know that it's not for everyone. And I know that going about getting one can be really, really fucking hard. But don't let other people's opinions sway you, including mine. I just implore you to stay away from anything that reeks of shame or judgment. And if anyone makes assumptions about you or won't employ you, yes, I have been told in the past that I'm making myself unemployable because you struggle with your mental health. Those people sound like massive fucking wankers and are operating from their own silly stigma and it is really not personal and honestly, you don't want to be working with someone like that anyway. But it's not personal, even though it might feel it. It's, it's a big them problem. The floor is not lava. Pick up and put down as you need. You got this, I promise. <laughs> I'll talk to you next time. And if you or anyone you know is struggling or needs help with the issues discussed on why do you think you've got no friends, please visit the podcast bio where you will find contact numbers with people readily available to give support. Please get in touch with your stories at either contact at why do you think.com or on Instagram at Emily underscore Laying underscore UK or at Why Do You Think Podcast. To have your story or your thank you letter read on the podcast, please put survivor story or thank you letter either at the top or in the the subject line we really want to hear from you we don't care if it's a catastrophe story or a small win from your week your favorite place person or thing we are here for all of it don't forget to rate and subscribe and i'll talk to you soon
0: a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus,